अभी बोलो अपनी कमिटमेंट है कि नहीं भाई गोवा <laughs> Shit. I, uh, my, new year plans were, my new year plans were to stay at home and then I stayed at home so I think I had a great new year plan It's crazy how Baba is saying this for 2 weeks later right now and that's actually going to yeah. come true Yes 100% and insane and the only one who can predict my own new year Nee aur main bhi Goa ja raha hu aise So technically I have a feeling I'm thinking uh, Scotland Scotland Ireland type स्कॉटलैंडलीटलीउटिश Also, yeah, Arthur, you still, Arthur, you don't have the clothes. You still look like an extra in Heather. <laughs> That's because I like uh, I am liking this Kashmiri vibe. No, or I'm look full vibe because uh, uh, yeah. I know you guys have been asking us to do a ghost stories episode for quite some time. Or हमेशा हम लोग का रह जाता था. So this time we decided that let's begin uh, the new year with uh, an episode you guys all wanted. So <laughs> that's why ghost stories. Also, the way Varun revealed himself, na, the first thing you saw was Christmas lights. <laughs> This is going to be a Christmas episode. What an idiot! But that's a that's a good thing, right? Christmas के साथ ghost stories एक मजे वाला vibe है. मेरे को तो full mood आ रहा है अभी. I thought it was Halloween. अभी किधर भी ghost stories हर जगह पे चलता है. Yeah. yeah, there is there. Any time is a good time if you are a fan of horror. Yeah, if you are a fan of horror, clearly. So, Baba, get ready to piss your pants and let's begin the episode in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Internet Set. So, uh, show we did. I'm Mr. Nivedha. So, fast set. We have a post stories and we talk about them. Happy New Year! Welcome to uh, 2023 and let's begin this year with uh, some spooky tales so, from four guys who just did a Google search right before. 
Hey, no, come we, on. For yourself. झूठ मत बोल फिलहाल ठीक है चल सो विल विल गेट टू दैट कौतुक एज यूजल शुरू करते हैं तेरे अल्फाजों से ये एपिसोड वेरी नाइस वेरी नाइस ओके राइट ओके सो आर फर्स्ट गोस्ट स्टोरी ओके कम्स टू अस फ्रॉम इंडिया ओके इट कम्स टू अस वेरी स्पेसिफिकली फ्रॉम बेंगाल एंड हियर्स व्हाट दिस स्टोरी इज नाउ आई विल फर्स्ट टेल यू द स्टोरी एंड देन आई विल टेल यू अबाउट द गोस्ट एंड अ लिटिल बिट अबाउट व्हाट the horror is really about so our story begins with uh, a woman called moni moni has just gotten married and um, life is going well for her she likes her uh, husband has moved into the family of the husband so she lives with her in-laws and there is only one thing that she finds incredibly odd and the thing is this that her mother-in-law cannot stand torn clothes if there's a single torn cloth or single uh, article of clothing which is torn in the house the mother in law instantly gives it away now this has struck <clears throat> moni as odd but it becomes particularly bothering when the mother in law does this one particular thing So Moni had been gifted a very beautiful sari by her husband on her anniversary. She really loves this sari and it's it fits her well it's it's her favorite color. She really enjoys it. But she was ironing the sari one day and the iron just remained on a spot for too long and a small tear appeared in the sari. Now as soon as the mother-in-law saw this she immediately said that we have to give this sari away now moni protested she tried to talk her mother in law out of this but her mother in law would not relent so tearfully moni had to witness the sari being given away now here's what happened the mother in law had called for someone to take these torn clothes away and moni finally saw this person and this person left a chill running down moni's spine because at the door on one particular day she sees this dark thin figure it's a figure of a woman and she's got her face in a veil like it's there's a piece of cloth that's covering her face 
she can't see this person's face but just seeing her standing in the courtyard seems very very off putting and then she sees her mother in law give the sari to this extremely creepy figure muni is extremely saddened by this and the sari is gone however a few days later muni spots this same figure at a little distance from their house there was a pond and in the evening muni sees this figure at the pond and she is washing clothes and amongst that pile of clothes is muni's sari now it's it's extremely upsetting to her but she doesn't think much of it what she realizes is that every single time a piece of clothing in the house gets torn the mother in law gives it to this creepy woman so to avoid this moni starts becoming extra cautious with her clothes she starts maintaining them really well washing them herself ironing it so that she makes sure that the iron never stays on a spot to tear it she keeps her clothes immaculately now years go by and she has a son the son's name is rabin and rabin grows up to be a, a fine young boy and he's been taught by his mother that he has to keep his clothes extremely well if there is a single torn cloth his mother will also cast it aside and she is very particular about this and which is why rabin grows up to be a boy who's extremely careful about his clothes but one day rabin goes to school and he gets into a fight now in this fight it's a scuffle amongst boys and as the scuffle ensues the boy he's fighting with tears a little bit of his red and white checked t-shirt now when this tear happens rabin sees it and he's instantly he's he's a little uh he's a little upset because he knows that his mother is going to be even more upset so he asks his friend he's like what can i do to hide this tear so his friend resourcefully takes out a safety pin and he says just you know patch it up right now we'll figure out what to do so he patches up the tear and he goes home the mother doesn't notice the tear that day and rabin is now wondering what he's going to do afterwards how is he going to convince his mother or or pacify his mother when she notices the tear however that evening that very evening while he's in his room studying completing his homework he hears a knock on the door he sees his mother open the door and then he sees his mother getting into a verbal argument her voice has raised and she's yelling at somebody he looks through the window and he sees that outside in the courtyard is this dark thin figure with a veil over her face now what he hears is basically this the woman had come there asking for torn clothes and his mother had turned her away saying that there are no torn clothes in this house get away from here the woman had slowly turned around and shuffled away from the house that night rabin could not sleep easily and neither could his mother moni too is tossing and turning she's very uneasy by this appearance of this creepy woman so many years later the next day rabin goes to school 
Moni still has not, her heart is still not settled. There's something wrong about this day. Rabin goes to school and while he's at school, his mind is wandering. He looks out the window and he sees that outside the schoolyard, there is that same dark, thin figure with a veil over her face. She seems to be looking straight at him. He gets out of school and very cautiously looks around. He sees that there's nobody there. And so he starts making his way back home. But throughout the way back home, he can always feel that there's someone following him. He keeps turning around, keeps looking, keeps turning around, keeps looking, and there's no one there. Finally, he turns around and looks back, and the woman is right in front of him. It's the same dark, thin figure, but this time, there is no veil. Back at home, Moni is getting more and more anxious. Her son was supposed to be back home a long time ago. She's worried. She starts linking this boy's lateness to the person who had come to the house a day before. Eventually, she can't take it anymore and she gets out of the house and starts looking for Rabin. She goes everywhere. Soon, the sun dips below the horizon. It's dark now. In this darkness, with a a, a slight moon casting a little bit of light onto the land, she finally makes her way to the pond. And at the pond, she sees a silhouetted figure, lonely, alone, at the water's edge. She can hear this gentle splashing sound, the splashing of clothes being dunked in water. And as she sees this thin, dark figure with a veil over her face, she looks down to her skeletal fingers and her skeletal fingers are gripping a red and white checked t-shirt. So, this is a story that comes to us from a book called The Book of Indian Ghosts. It's by uh, Rik Sundar Banerjee. And this particular ghost is called the Kanni Pisachi. Okay, and it's a ghost from Bengal. Now, the thing about this ghost, okay, that's very incredibly specific, is that you will find this ghost near a water body. She's always washing clothes in the evening. And she always kills people who are wearing torn clothes. Fuck. So it's a it's a very specific type of ghost, if you ask me. And you know, like this is the kind of ghost story, right? That tells you like what ghost stories were partly meant for. Right? They were partly meant as morality stories. Yeah. So <laughs> So it's like, even if you are not doing a good job on the patch up, it's, <laughs> it's just as dangerous. You need to go to a good tailor. Uh, but the little hole in the cloth is where the ghost attacks you. It's like, you feel the kambal pooda oda hoga. So then the ghost can't get you. But uh, uh, what is this book? It's a, it's a book called The Book of Indian Ghosts. Uh, by Rik Sundar Banerjee. It's so he's so this um, comes from folklore or this is his 
no own... so he has basically compiled a bunch so he's uh, he's been researching about ghosts and he's compiled a bunch of these um folk tales um ghost stories there's a lot of like specific creatures and and like you know for example this kanni pisachi is a very specific type of ghost right so he's compiled all of these it's a whole host of um different different indian uh, ghosts from all across so it's worth uh, checking out in case you're interested in this kind of thing nice baba kuch bhi suna hmm sab suna pura ka pura suna my ghost story tera kapda phata hua hota hai tujhe ko sambhal ke rehna padega ha also uh, mera gaand phata hai does the ghost attack gaand phato that's that's hmm. uh, स्टोरी Uh, British or American uh, 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 journalist, and uh, his his theme was always to find like very different and interesting stories from across the world. So he had heard from a couple of his uh, uh, colleagues about the specific fortune teller that comes from India, and uh, the story sort of stayed with him. So on his trip to India, he decided to call his friends, figure out who this person is, and try and go and. see uh, this woman in person this prophetess so to speak mm. so she is in uh, in mandava and you know how we basically mandava is pretty much cut off from there is no like bustling town around it on which they are all like small small villages that come together the highlight is like you'll have that market that is set up all day long right so in that market this woman it's her the last stall is hers and it's basically her ek chatai bata laga ke people come to her and she tells them about their future now a uh, lot of people believe in that and they've gone across the world to tell it to other people about how her prediction came true and at the same time a lot of people go back with absolutely no new information nothing and she gives them their money back also because their aura was a little off she was not able to read their future or whatever so many a time she's like you can go and come back maybe then it has worked many a times so on one end you have people who firmly believe but once something like that happens there is also a whole bunch of people who are like no she's a fraud this is a fake she'll manipulate you and ask you questions and then tell you and you will start making the connection in your head whatever so this guy wanted to see and meet her in person she decides to go meet uh, her at the end of her day so she's the last customer so he goes and uh, so he describes how this woman is right she has a little bakra she's there she is completely bald like her head is shaved except there's one braid of hair that comes like that from her face till here uh she's got those self made sort of tattoos that are there uh uh frail and she'll sit down she'll look at you and then she'll uh, tell you about your future so he said the way he saw for the first time and the way she behaved and sat seemed very like choreographed you know that uh <clears throat> Uh, this is somebody who does this on a daily basis so now she has found a rhythm in which to do it um she sits down looks up looks at him and realizes oh, obviously white person so she's like american and he's like yes so she's like you want and broken english because she's had so many people come across the years that she has also managed to pick up little bit of broken english 
so uh, she's like do you want to know your future and he's like no i just came to meet you you know ask you a few questions if it's not too much of a trouble and i will pay you what you normally charge in fact i'm happy to pay double of that i just want to interview you and ask you about how you got to where you are right now she just keeps staring at him and then she touches her braid and uh, says you know it's actually your past that i'm more interested in so this guy suddenly you know gets a little bit of a jhatka that why is she <clears throat> talking about the past he's like listen whatever has happened in the past has no bearing on what will happen in the future so i don't want to know any of, any of this i just want to ask you a few questions so she is a little hesitant she is looking at him looking back so he then straight takes out dollars because he's like the one thing that will convince anybody is money right so he puts the dollars in front she takes the money she keeps it in so she's like okay ask me what you want <clears throat> so he's like um, are you married and she's like i was so he's like what happened like my husband died um so he's like how did he die she's like he jumped off uh, this roof and fell face first on these rocks and uh, that's how he died so he's like okay do you have any kids uh, she's like yes i have two kids and i love them to death and i will do anything to protect them and uh, yeah they are with me i take care of them so uh, he's like okay can you tell me a little bit more about your husband she's like what happened was about 6 8 years ago um one morning he wakes up and he tells her that he is going to some neighboring town uh, to start getting a job or you know work and get those daily daily wage sort of situations and he goes and disappears for 3 months no call nothing uh, no communication at all but 3 3 and a half months later he comes back home and this time he just looks a shadow of himself he is half his weight um he uh, his hair is all in a in an absolute tizzy his body is hot he is paranoid he is anxious um he is always suspecting of people um and he just he can't seem to distinguish reality he can't distinguish what is happening in his head vis-a-vis what is actually happening in front of him at that point and he gets overtly paranoid she still takes care of him one morning uh, she's making the bed and under the pillow she finds like a big like that desi knife that comes so she looks at that knife and she's like wait my kids are not safe right who's to tell what he'll do tomorrow so uh, she takes the kids packs them off to the grandmother's house and she still continues to take care of her husband who's getting worse day by day he's hit her he yells he starts saying random gibberish he's walking around people saying i'm going mad stuff like that one day jumps off dies now what happens is that the town's folk because in that in the small village they can't believe that this guy has jumped and killed himself so she they're like he she must have definitely done something for him to take that step so they drag her out of the house get her to the middle of the village square all the while beating her kicking her calling her names and then she's like you know they kept beating me calling me names and all of that and then suddenly after doing a lot of those things they just stopped and left me so he's like how did they just stop and they just leave she's like because at one point they started shaving my hair and they were able to shave off everything except this and she's like i don't even know how this happened or how did my hair become in this way but they tried everything they tried to cut it they tried to burn it but nothing would happen to it so after a point their rage and anger just turned into fear because <coughs> they like what is going on so they just left me and after that her you know like 
people's perception of her and what she is and all of that is very different there a lot of people think um, she is not mentally stable a lot of people think she is a witch you know a lot of those things kept happening and she's like the next morning onwards i could just hear stuff i could hear stuff all around and i couldn't make sense of what is going on like i'm trying to sleep but i'm hearing things i wake up in the morning i'm hearing things one day i realized that as soon as i passed by somebody i heard and then after a point she sort of tried to put like two and two together and realized that she was hearing about certain people's future almost when she was passing them and then obviously after 6 months or a year she's like then i started realizing that this is the power that i've suddenly been given so i was first you know telling people i know then the word spread then people from neighboring villages came in slowly it became a thing so i'm like why not charge for it so now i charge for it and i have this ability i'm able to read uh, into people's aura and their future and that's what it is so she's like they're like okay uh, what about your kids she's like for some reason i'm just i've still not heard anything about their future i tried many a times you know because i want to make sure that they're safe and they're always okay but i've never heard anything so he's like okay and then she's like okay now i can hear something about you do you want me to tell you so he's like no i'm fine i don't want to uh, know anything i'm just going to continue this conversation tomorrow and the whole time that she is asking she's like sort of looking up like that not making proper eye contact you know but just like slightly just looking up and uh, even though he had said no she just says words like you know your is going to be sadness despair shock some few words like that so it just he doesn't know whether she is telling that to him or what is she actually hinting at he fucks off from there goes to his uh, room and is trying to sleep at night couple of hours later massive commotion again 3 hours later or so massive commotion and because it's a small village everything is close by he also sort of comes out to see what is going on and he sees like this big crowd people yelling screaming this woman wailing loudly so he tries to go get a better look and realizes that it's the same prophetess uh who's being dragged by people again so he's like wait i just i just met her i was just talking to her she seemed like a, a, a normal woman what what's going on so he tries to get in but people sort of push him back saying that dude what the fuck who are you you are nothing don't interfere in our this but he still tries to talk to them and understand what happened exactly why are they doing this to her and then somebody tells him that she just murdered and killed both her kids in their sleep and one neighbor like a neighbor who went to get something saw her um uh, like literally putting a pillow over their face and smothering her kids to death and so now they have gotten her to the middle they've tied her up they're hitting her and they are literally i mean they're going to kill her basically so this journalist still he like he wanted to help her in some way so he manages to come through the crowd as soon as she sees him her eyes light up and in her broken english she's still telling him that you know please save me because if you don't these people are going to kill me they'll burn me alive they will kill me and please please help me and he's like i want to but they're telling me that you've killed your kids did you do that so she keeps saying no 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 i didn't i didn't i didn't you don't understand i didn't so he's like okay then what's the truth tell me right now only then i can help you so she looks up and she's like i did it so he's 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 taken aback he's like what do you mean she's like i did it is because for the first time in my life i heard about their future and 
i know what they were going to become in the future and i wouldn't wish that upon anybody i know what they're going to do to people and i couldn't let those people go through and after they do what they do to those people something worse is going to happen to them and she's like the only way i saw that i could get out of this i would to help them was to kill them right now so they don't have to at least they went in their sleep and this guy is just shocked he just goes back he doesn't know what to what to do the villagers overpower him throw him out and set her on fire straight so so she is burning like on the stick completely tied up screaming uh our journalist doesn't know what to do he just sits there in shock and you know after the body burns for some time people start going back because it's done like you're not you can't undo this process everybody is left but he just can't get himself to go he's just sitting there wondering what is going on like how could this happen and all of what he has witnessed what he had heard about for so many years and then finally when he got a chance to meet this has happened after a point the body everything is completely burned there is only a skeleton but with with the hair still the hair still there and uh, yeah he he literally he, he saw that and i mean he was convinced there was something there was it a, a demon something that passed something maybe that, that came through her husband you know that the husband was infected by this first i mean infected not like it was a virus but whatever the husband was the the first vessel from which it came to her and, and uh, yeah that was that was about the prophetess of mandawa you, you know the paradox of this is that if you could see what they were going to do and then you smothered them then why didn't you see the why didn't you see yourself smothering them exactly. <laughs> or why yeah. why didn't you just see your own future yeah <laughs> And you're like, fuck! I am going to predict. Is... I'm going to kill my kids. I'll kill myself hmm. first. No, no. My question is, what was the what was the future of the child that they saw that she saw? Mass murderers. Didn't mention. They must be, yeah. na? They must have. They must have been. They turn into horrible the, people. They yeah. must be serial killers. They could be fucking anything. It's it's the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. It's better you don't know what's yeah, in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's what makes a good story. especially a good horror story yeah agreed no and also if you think about it when he was leaving her she had said you are going to now feel sadness shock <laughs> you know like in a way that this could also For be sure. interpreted mega as... mega ek point pe laga ke skeleton wo akela aayega aur skeleton baad mein aise uske taraf dekhega aur bolega ki kya hone wala hai future mein ab bola mega nahi janna hai yaar future ke bare mein kyun nahi to sunke rahega Uh, so yeah. I would be tempted to. I would be tempted to steal the like if the hair was still there. First of all, how is no. the hair attached to a skull? That's a great point, medically speaking. I will uh, take that up with the uh, Reddit uh, thread on which I found this, <laughs> bro. Because it's Good maybe not. Maybe it's not hair. Maybe it's a, a, a symbiotic and entity. Uh, yeah, that demon it, tech. That like yeah, it demon tech. Yeah, that it. it needs a host body to do what it has to how do you know that once this guy mm-hmm. left the head and just attach itself and fuck off somewhere yeah, and join into ki tarah kai aur ja ah wo bhi ho sakta hai kyun nahi venom bagad le bhai venom basically venom lekin rajasthan i uh... also why did she grow her hair back like or was it like okay this is business now so i should keep shaving yeah, yeah, my head yeah 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 except fact, for that part 
in fact like if you are in that line of business you have to look the part yeah abhi suddenly tere paas sab aise abhi tu imagine kar you are completely clean shaven on the head aur ek aisa braid tere sar se nikal raha hai to vibe hai na kuch vibe to hai ha ki bhai tu bata chal mujhe future ke bare mein i have a 45 second story ha bol le bhai so uh in in uh, the in in the university college london uh one of the founders and scholars uh is an 18th century philosopher called jeremy bentham hmm. okay um kautuk you want to say where we mentioned this gentleman's name before yeah jeremy bentham was the guy f- uh, we mentioned him in the jails yeah. podcast he was the guy who came up with the panopticon uh he's a philosopher thinker interesting and he was doing the uh, the case study on the inmates right yeah, yeah. and he's the he's he's not just a thinker he's also an overthinker because <laughs> um this guy he was a founder of this uh, university college london and he died in 1832 okay mm. but this guy i think i've sort of even shown his photograph uh, on the podcast uh because you had asked me to kautuk i think um but this guy still apparently attends council meetings in college and that's why his skeleton is in the halls of ucl right <laughs> still attends and to a point where um it's a it, we see we remember that image of him sitting in the thing where it, it it's it's his clothes with straw and it's his skeleton and um in 2013 there was a recorded occasion in the meeting where in the notes it says about him jeremy bentham present but not voting matlab uk mein labor ki itni kami hai ki bhuto se log bol rahe sir aap aao please hamare paas faculty nahi hai i like this like this is by the way he he wrote this in his will like so when he wrote his will he said that this is what i want you to do with my body and he gave them a specific like seat me in a chair like i'm thinking like he made this whole um this whole very detailed granular will about what to do with his dead body and he did this for fun because he he was like a rationalist critical thinker and he was like i don't believe in any of this give give my body for dissection uh let them use it for science and then for fun do this uh so which is why he uh, his body is still preserved and it's it's uh, it's not as spooky but it's a it's a fun um it's a rationalist version of a ghost story so they're just assuming or they've actually seen this happen because the body has been preserved in the university no no they did it as they did it as a, as a joke like as a joke if yeah. you see that sentence it says he's present but he's not voting mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny पर ऐसे कुछ मैं भी करना चाहूंगा ब्रो थोड़ा साइंस को दे दो मेरे आंख इधर दे दो इसको पेट उधर दे दो आई थिंक आई थिंक दिमाग इधर दे दो आई थिंक ऑर्गन डोनेशन फॉर श्योर सब ले लो ब्रो यानीस दैट यू है sort of like your body has to be given to things so ha to abhi agar aag de diya to main chashma lagane bol dunga ki chashma pe na de agar koi aad ke bolunga jacket jacket go go greek on it na pura aisa coins wale dalna 
pigtails so this story is about a disney doll mm. a nice elsa doll from frozen mm. so not your typical haunted doll story so in 2013 this family uh, for christmas gets their daughter an elsa doll and it sings uh, uh lines from the movie like let it go ka first two lines gaati let it go let it go i say uska ek necklace hai you press the necklace and the doll sings and says other lines from the movie now they have the doll after a couple of years the uh, doll start saying the same lines in spanish <clears throat> and then switches to english so it's very sporadic and then and they open the doll up from the back they like kuch ho gaya hoga there is no button to change this setting there is no such thing that exists for that to happen and it keeps constantly switching between the two they have this doll for 6 years and the doll without being touched at this point now starts saying the lines sometimes in spanish sometimes in english for the point it is scary now and they have not changed the battery in 6 years so these guys start panicking and they like nahi nahi i want to get rid of it to log utha ke isko kachre mein fek de and lo and behold they throw it away they decide to go on a vacation they uh, come back from the vacation and the doll is in the living room ka chest there's a chest of drawers where the doll beti hui it's like this is fucked up and they ask the children did you guys go to the like go to the trash and take the doll out and the doll is not dirty kachre mein phenka tha doll is not dirty nothing has happened then after that they double bag the doll in a trash bag put it at the bottom of the trash container uske upar char panch bag kachre ka rakhte and the next day the garbage people come they manage to see that happen it goes the next day the doll is in the backyard again still randomly saying let it go let it go and the spanish way let it que pasa que pasa que pasa which is and not let it go that is not <laughs> what's up now the children are like we are not doing this and they don't like the doll that much anyway finally what they do is they send it to a family friend ke apna problem nahi hai bhoot hai to dost ke ghar pe bhej do they send it over to minnesota and those people managed to tape the doll onto their front bumper of their truck 
and so far the doll has not way, made its way back from minnesota to houston yet and there is actually a facebook update on the creepy doll so if you just go creepy doll houston there is a facebook update that's happening about this doll so she did let it so, go eventually she did let so it the, go the doll is still on the car of the family friend yeah so far what is that logic the, the family friends took the doll firstly they don't find it weird that randomly their family friend is just sending them a fucking doll which is creepy as yeah, fuck doll rakho ha aur in log ne wo doll leke gaadi ke samne let it go spanish mein chal raha hai yeah to wo abhi tak bol rahi hai lekin let it go bol rahi hai apparently this is a reddit story bro it's so weird that uh, no other no story with a doll has not had something like this mera picture yaad hai question mark हाँ. तो उसमें एक सीन है कि हम लोग हम लोग के जो फॉरेस्ट के बीच में जो बंगलों में हम लोग रह रहे वी टू गो एक्सप्लोर इट एंड वाइल एक्सप्लोरिंग वी सी अ डॉल जस्ट देयर सो वी सॉर्ट ऑफ सबवर्टेड दैट ट्रोप एंड वी सर ओ डॉल सो वी प्रिटेंड टू गेट स्केट विद द डॉल देन वी मेक अ लिल कबर एंड वी पुट द डॉल एंड यू नो वी डू द रोजरी एंड ऑल ऑफ ऐसे डॉल का हम लोग ने फ्यूनरल किया ऐसे कुछ जोक वो करते हैं हम लोग एंड देन वो ही रात को जब हम लोग वापस जाते हैं घर पे और घर पे सीन्स हो रहे हैं इन ऑफ़ द सीन्स वी सॉर्ट गो बैक ऐसे लाइट आती है चालू और उधर वो डॉल पड़ी हुई है ग्यारह <laughs> साल पहले सेम सेम सीन डॉल हुआ अगर वो तेरा गोस्ट स्टोरी है तो उसको दफनाने की कोशिश करेगा फेंकने की कोशिश करेगा कट टू तेरे घर पे आएगी ही डॉल डॉल आएगी Why have I lost so many? Why can't it just show up? Seriously, next morning, because next morning, my phone dolls have no because dolls have no value. Correct. What? No, no. Dolls have no value as opposed to a mobile phone, which is really important at that point. So, of course, it will not show up. Like it's like um, you know those those things that you try to you get it as a gift then you regift it and then after a few months of circulation it gets regifted back to you. What what is this a pack of dry fruits on exactly, Diwali? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. <laughs> But like you know something. So one is dolls. The second is, uh, creepy children's nursery rhymes. Yeah. Ding, and those ding, 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 you know those old school yeah, like they they would have Valerie, the ride Valerie, in the room yeah it's also it's yeah, also those box. ones where it's also those ones yeah music box types where they're just like you know you play it and then it just runs uh in, in the background with one ting 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 here's another uh, thing right in a horror oh. film if children are ever drawing anything it's going to be the most hideous scary yeah yeah just one uh, it's the family getting killed getting by de- yeah dead. just what is this beta this is my mommy <laughs> yeah. this is why why are the heads yeah, missing yeah 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 because yeah. they don't have the head yeah. <laughs> yeah who is this person that you have drawn next to the family oh this that's my varun has varun has disappeared huh? like a doll yeah abhi aa jayega baba just all dolls come back oh, oh he's got oh. his उट दिस वॉट द फक 
Now this is a thing that you have seen in a bunch of movies and I'll tell you what this is okay it's an urban legend Now here's how the urban legend starts okay so there's a young couple who live in a house that's in this isolated part of town okay it's right next to the woods and it's a little bit cut off from everyone else Now on this one particular night this young couple wanted to go out but they have two very young children so what they do is they get a babysitter now this babysitter comes in and the parents head out for the night now the babysitter tucks the kids into sleep the both of them are extremely content she is happy she goes down she she switches on the television and she is watching tv now as she's watching tv it's a very regular night and suddenly the phone rings so she gets up she picks up the phone and she says hello but no one responds she can just hear this heavy breathing it's coming from the other line <clears throat> she keeps saying hello no one answers she keeps the phone goes back to watching television a little while later the phone rings again she picks it up she says hello and this time she can hear a person and this man says go check on the kids oh fuck okay she says who is this he says nothing else keeps the phone she is unsettled she's very very freaked out but she thinks that this is a very it's just a prank call that maybe her friends who she's told about this babysitting gig maybe they've called so she forgets about it goes back watches television but this time she her mind can't focus on what's happening on television and then the phone rings again now she gets up slowly she can hear every ring coming from this phone she picks up the receiver she says hello her voice is trembling and then from the other side she hears laughter it's this hysterical laughter and then the person just says go check okay, on the kids she drops the receiver right and she looks at the staircase that is leading up to the to where the kids are and it's looking extremely dark and ominous okay she doesn't feel like she wants to go up she's convinced that this is 
a horrible prank if it is one but most likely it's not so she picks up the phone and calls the police and she says i've been getting these prank calls i don't know what to do the cops say okay the next time you get this call just try to keep this person on the line we'll try to trace it mm. so she keeps the phone and she's almost heading back to the television when the person calls again she picks it up and again the person's hysterically just laughing and then he says go check on the kids she tries to engage him in conversation but he immediately cuts the call and then as soon as the call has ended the phone rings again she picks it up and the police operator says get out of the house now she runs out of the house and she says the police are, are are arriving she runs to the police and the police explain to her the call was coming from inside the house the police barge into the house and they find that upstairs where the kids were sleeping there's a man brandishing a kitchen knife and he had already murdered the kids and he was now getting her to come up fuck so this is an urban legend it's it's there in a in a bunch of movies this kind of like cinema. no scream scream had this exact same scream. opening sidney yeah. yeah you like horror movies yeah yeah and so, then she looks at the phone and the numbers is the is from the house where she actually is, is at that time yeah so so basically this is a an urban legend that um came from a real case okay so there was a, a 15 year old um school girl called janet christman and she had been called to go for a babysitting um gig and uh, she goes to this house and she's and so on this particular night janet had a friend and both of them had been called to two different houses now her friend would later tell the police and reporters and stuff ki it did feel like a very ominous night okay now maybe this is in retrospect or maybe there was something about it but this friend of hers also felt like there was something off about this night now what would happen is that the couple who had engaged this girl um the husband had tried calling the house in the interim and he had found the line busy so when they had got back home they opened the door and they found that the phone line was busy because the phone was off the hook and it was lying on the floor the receiver was lying on the floor and next to it was janet's body so she had been killed and the reason this is this urban legend came about was because when the police investigated the crime scene the one thing that they could determine for sure was that there was no sign of forced entry so either the person was someone that she most likely knew and therefore had opened the door for or the person was already in the house so those are the two possibilities so that's where the urban legend basically comes from not yeah um i had uh, this this story which was actually it's a fourth hand story ha okay to ha ha aise bol raha hai meko mere dost ne bataya which is a story about his brother in law's uncle to go figure 
ठीक है बट इट्स इट्स बेस्ड ऑफ ऑफ दिस स्मॉल विलेज इन तमिलनाडु एंड दिस गाइज अंकिल वॉज अ डॉक्टर देर इन द इन द विलेज now uh, again everybody in the village any small problem anything they needed they would always come to him and he was always the most helpful and will go out of his way to take care of uh, people now he moves to another village uh with his mother who's really old and uh, he's moved into his new village and for some reason he feels something off on the first day itself you know we just feel like it's a bad day like you're not liking the vibe it could be anything like maybe your breakfast was bad or you woke up on the wrong side of the bed you haven't completed your sleep whatever but there was something that would there was eating inside of him the first day he entered over the next few weeks it got okay he was fine and uh, one night i think after he shut his clinic and everything he's gone back home and it's a, a rainy rainy night not a thunder happening and suddenly because it's a small village is obviously not really like super well lit or anything so it's dark it's thundering it's raining and uh, there is uh, you can hear some like some somebody banging some not banging but you can hear almost like a rock hitting the door mm-hmm. a couple of times um and it doesn't happen once twice it happens multiple times so he doesn't wake up his mom who's really old she wakes up Mm-hmm. and she can hear the window going cart cart with something hitting so she gets scared and sort of waking him up she decides to go see what is uh, what is this sound mm-hmm. and she happens to open the window slightly and now from their house at a slight distance there's a fence and behind the fence there's a man she sees a man who's who's yelling out and in uh, in tamil mm-hmm. he's asking uh, for the doctor to come and save his wife mm. and he's crying and he's begging and he's pleading and so she does she obviously feels that this is a little off it's so late at night so to not disturb her son she yells out and says that he is resting now please come in the morning he can't come now because she is trying to yell then this doctor finally wakes up and he's like what happened mom and she's like you know there is some guy he's yelling he's been throwing stones at the window he's far off and there's like water there's a full like it's a flood almost right like he's calling he's apparently his wife uh, uh, is pregnant and uh, he really needs uh, your help because he thinks she's going to die mm. so i told him that to come in the morning and all that you're not free and he obviously doesn't want to go but like because he is such a like he wants to help people he can't sort of help himself but say you know what fuck it i'm going to go help because if he's come out in this fucking pouring rain at this hour of the night and he's begging for his wife uh, uh life i have to go so he takes his stuff and he's trying to see but because it's really dark there's barely any light he can't see but you can see like the figure of a man so he gets out is raining opens his umbrella starts walking towards the man as he is walking the man keeps running away yelling saying come fast come fast come fast he doesn't wait for the doctor that he is at a distance he just saying come fast come fast please doctor please come fast she is going to die i need you to hurry please doctor please so he tries to run as fast as he can in whatever flood there is right um comes to him at one point of time this man takes a right Now this doctor anyway can't see properly. Can't see the man. He's asking the man to stop, and he's turning the right. He's turning a right towards a graveyard. So obviously, doctor is like a little uh, shaken up, saying, "Why the hell is he going towards the graveyard?" So the doctor stops, yells, saying, "Why are you going towards the graveyard?" He's like, "I stay right behind." So the fastest way to get 
is to cut across this graveyard and we'll be there otherwise you have to go all the way around and it's flooded everywhere now obviously against uh his own will and yeah he he knows something is off but he he can't take the risk of what if this person is genuine and his wife is actually dying so against better uh reason he follows this man as he's going he's really trying to see this man's face he's asking this man what's your name can you wait can you, why don't you walk with me and this man keeps running keeps saying no just come just come just come doctor please come he's tried very hard to see this dude's face and he can't see a face and you know he doesn't want to admit it but he's almost seeing literally like clothes sort of just walking he's not able to see everything is too dark it's too hazy so at this point in time there's one small light through which these guys are going to cross and even while doing that the doctor couldn't see this dude's face so that's the point he just stops and the guy keeps running forward calling him again doctor's like no no i have forgotten something uh, at my house it's really important uh, medical equipment i'm going to need it he's like no it's fine just come right now she just needs a doctor she doesn't need anything is just come just come just come the doctor's like no uh, i have to go and he's like no you will not come back he's like i promise here's my medical kit i'm keeping it here for you so you know i will come back for it i'm going to quickly go to the house get that and i'm going to come back i promise the guy starts crying turns around and starts walking yeah. really fast towards the doctor at this point doctor is like fuck it he throws the thing and he runs for his fucking life he's running in almost like little yeah. less than knee high water so yeah. he falls he gets up he turns around he still can't see this dude's face but he sees this thing approaching he runs for his life somehow manages to reach reach home bang the door still waiting for his mom who's really old to open the door mom somehow wakes up opens the door he shuts the door behind her takes her to the side and they're just against a wall staring at this door thinking it's going to be broken down at any point of time and this shadowy figure whatever this person is, is going to come in and mom is obviously petrified uh, they don't know what to do they're scared shivering um keep looking at the door eventually time passes and they pass out right cuz how long can you possibly stay awake next morning he wakes up and he feels like he's woke like his entire body feels off he's mentally just feeling extremely like sad and he doesn't know what is happening to him and he feels that what he witnessed last night was maybe a dream he has so he's not too sure whether this actually happened or was this a dream um next day <clears throat> he's going about his work and the local corporator sort of comes in and you know uh, they they do like a sitting with the people and you know ask them what improvements are needed for this specific area and all of that so the doctor was there for this uh, sort of almost joint public meeting and he tells the counselor that i think we need more street lights because there's literally one light every half a kilometer like it's it's really tough uh, and it's scary at night you know people need to commute this that so it's better for everybody's safety if they if they have more light and uh, you know of all the suggestions suddenly this suggestion comes in so the mayor looks at him he's like why doctor did anything specific happen so he ends up telling the mayor that you know last night there was a man he came to the house he said his wife was dying he really needed my help that she was pregnant and you know he got me through here and i couldn't see his face i wish there was more light i would have been seen been able to see him and then later i just felt off so i came back so the mayor is like doctor will you do me a favor once you're done with your work today and you shut your clinic will you just come over and need to talk to you 
So doctor goes to his clinic. He's just recounting last night. He's still shutting bricks. He's like, I don't know what this thing is. What happened last night? And why is that mayor calling me? Not mayor. The councillor calling me to his office. So clearly there is something more to this. He's not able to focus at work. He shuts his clinic early. Goes to the councillor. He's like, Tell me what happened. So the councillor shows him like uh, three doctors' ka file. So he looks at the file, and his first thought is that, oh, you know, maybe it was. Wasn't about this light uh, or the uh, increasing the street lights. Maybe it's about expanding and getting more clinics, and you know, maybe a small hospital. And these are the prospective doctors uh, that they're looking at. So he starts looking, and then he looks at me like, "Who are these guys?" He's like, "These were the previous three doctors who died under mysterious circumstances. All three of them died under mysterious circumstances. And when the police came to ask or whatever, each and every one of them said." a man came in at night yelling screaming begging for the doctor to come save his wife and the doctors never came back from any of this so you are lucky that you are actually here sitting in front of me to be able to say this story so yeah fuck fuck also most unbelievable part was counselor actually asking for suggestions to improve the place <laughs> <laughs> and whoever whoever raised the point and said we need more street lights that person was not found again <laughs> yeah <laughs> they died under mysterious circumstances also, when, you know, uh, like, they uh, gave suggestions to corporator the other thing should have been you know like the doctor just asking the guy as he is running forward doctor aao jaldi aapke paas insurance hai kaun sa mediclaim Yeah, but freaky, and you know, it's freaky in a weird way. Not because something happened, but because something could have happened. You know that I love those kind of stories. One is that, yeah, he did that. Then he died. 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 could have been is always worse right the could have been is because of what could have happened and how i have got bachaud yeah so that is super important no and also yeah. like th- this this doctor is never doing house visits again i think he stopped <laughs> doctory also he is now yeah. uh, <laughs> he he is he's a comedian in bombay but but this is but this is you know the <clears throat> the fear of um like the fear of the unknown right is, is essentially what it's playing on and the unknown when it's in a professional capacity is even more scary yeah so, it's so weird like, like abhi dekh i have a, i have a friend who's a physiotherapist right now because she's a physiotherapist she has to go to people's houses for the physiotherapy sometimes because it's that bad a situation right and the thing is that she's always a little bit on edge because You're going you're, to someone's house. Yeah, you're going to someone's house, and you don't know who they are, right? And what could happen? So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, like it's the same thing. That which is why, like, any profession that has this kind of like um, traveling scene, right? So you hear a lot of truck driver horror stories. You hear a lot of like, yeah, that kind of stuff. Because of the candle, there's this weird shadow that is constantly coming behind me, which is like really fucking around. So my little guard is falling. Because I'm. It really looks. Supposed to be alone in the house right now. So really don't go looked... and try and help his dying wife because yeah. there's no wife and he is not alive. 
it looked like there's a it's a shadow of someone sitting like it's just a shadowy figure behind you it's a very odd thing yeah are tera kapda phata hua hai kya nahi kapda theek hai filhal phone aayega to uth colored discolored khatam chal ko to tera bata nahi nahi this i'm i'm doing i'll do oh sorry 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 so this is a story in from melbourne australia there's this dude who was uh, uh, who had just moved into a new apartment and um, he he uh, one day went to the uh, like he went to one of the passages and this is a reddit story now everything is fine he's excited about moving into a new house he's just got his new like first job and you know he's kind of happy about being in a house house you know like a nice bigger apartment kind of like one of those old houses but it's a home where he's got the f- ground floor the first floor the attic is sealed off by the landlord so there's no access for the tenant to go to the attic now one day he is back home and like he's had a hard day at work and he is sleeping peacefully suddenly at about 2 o'clock or 2:30 at night he hears a sound like of something heavy falling really heavy so he goes and goes to check it out and there is a passage way between the rooms aur udhar ek lakde ka tukda gira hua and it's not a normal lakde ka tukda it's a pretty thick lakde ka tukda and it's broken in two pieces and it's on the floor and he looks up that plank was covering a hole that leads to the attic so it was clearly used to block off the hole in the attic and the way the block like the block was broken it looked like something from upstairs has broken it was broke like this and it cannot be broken by a normal individual like it's like bruce lee level you have to break that <clears throat> like so he calls his landlord and he's like uh, this uh, block is broken you know and the landlord goes oh it's okay it's uh, happened with the previous tenants also there is, and he asks is there somebody upstairs and she's like no there is nobody who lives upstairs but this has happened before he sent the photos to the landlord which is like it's okay don't worry and she gets it replaced the next day now he's creeped out that this happened before and the landlord is so nonchalant about it a month later he wakes up again at 4 o'clock and his body is completely covered in goosebumps 
it's like somebody had been rubbing their hands all over his body and then he hears a dragging sound in the attic like someone is dragging a sack of potatoes and now this guy's freaked out this guy goes back to the passageway and that block is again the new one is also broken in the same place lying on the ground and from the hole he can hear the sound of children laughing and going now it's your turn now it's your turn to iska phad gaya usse sara lights on kar diya ghar ka and now he's sitting there he's he's trying to switch the tv on you know and uh, wo tv dekh raha hai baith ke and then his dog he's got a dog and the dog usually is quite quiet in the night the dog suddenly starts squawking <clears throat> like something is strangling the dog so he goes to find the dog and he realizes the dog is screaming this guy freaks out runs out of the house gets his car keys and spends the rest of the night in his car aur kutta chhod diya isne wo he goes back inside and uh, and this is daytime people are walking their dogs subah log jogging pe nikal rahe that's when he decided to go back inside the house he goes in the house he goes to the kitchen and wahan pe dekhta hai uska kutta is not in the cage goes to the toilet and the dog is in a half filled bathtub almost drowned and like so tired that like like the dog has been fighting for his life for hours he calls the landlord uh she doesn't answer so he writes a mail saying whatever happened in like short details blah 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 the landlord sends him a message call me right now so he calls her and she goes oh you heard the whispering too and after that this idiot decided to live in the house for another 18 months till his lease expired and on a couple of occasions and he kept his dog next to his bed wo ghar kutte ko bhi cage mein nahi rakhta he keeps the dog next to him because the dog will start barking first and he still heard the whispering on two occasions and the board covering the hole was broken 18 months later he moved out he started living somewhere else and uh, he's been getting calls from his landlord asking that the current tenants really want to get in touch with him to ask him <laughs> something and he's not been answering <laughs> dude that is the most relatable part ki agar if you got a good deal on a house it whispering is okay chalega yeah 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 अठारह महीना फिर भी रहा और कुत्ते को छोड़ के चला गया दैट्स वेर आई वाज लाइक लाइक इन डिसबिलीव है कुत्ते को छोड़ दिया इसने केज में या लाइक द डॉग कांट इवन रन अवे टू प्रोटेक्ट इटसेल्फ एंड फ्रॉम द केज द डॉग एंडेड अप इन द बाथटब या मीनिंग दैट्स कितना डिपॉजिट दिया रहेगा टू मैं वही बोल रहा था कि उसने फोन करके बोला बोला है कि अटैक में खट्टा है बोला हां ठीक है ना लेकिन हमने ब्रोकरेज थोड़ी लिया है हां एक्चुअली चलेगा चलेगा या फिर ये उन लोगों का एक प्लॉ है कि ऊपर उन लोग बच्चों का एक रिकॉर्डिंग रखते हैं हमेशा ये तोड़ते रहते हैं 
ताकि पब्लिक लीज के पहले ही भाग जाए और like a lot of gore so in case you are a person who does not like those kind of stories now would be a good time to check out and akatok is going to do a dramatic reading of uh, saw 6 it it is <laughs> you want to play a game it is it is worse um it is truly worse and and funnily enough uh, it also starts this story kind of begins with a with a movie um so okay so that is the content warning for sure if you are not comfortable with the with body horror or any of that stuff please leave now okay um so here's where the thing starts okay so uh, there was a movie and a book that came out uh, the book first which was called hannibal okay hannibal the book written by thomas harris on which silence of the lambs and then later hannibal mm-hmm. was filmed right now in uh, the movie hannibal and the book there is a character called mason verger okay in the movie he was played by gary oldman yeah and um, for those of you who've not seen it um, it's one of the most creepy characters yeah. in cinema ever so <clears throat> mason verger's back story was this that he was a awful human being a pedophile who had been uh, going to hannibal lecter as a patient and eventually hannibal lecter had convinced him to take uh drugs a bunch of a cocktail of drugs and then he had suggested to him that he should cut his own face open with a shard of a mirror and feed it to his dogs and in that state mason verger had complied now when this thing came out there was one particular police officer who saw the movie and read the book and he was extremely surprised because he realized that this particular back story of this character was based completely on a real case a case that he had written about in a book so here's what the case was and this case is a perfect demonstration of the fact that the real horrors exist already in this world without the help of anything supernatural So here's what happens the story is a story of a man called Michael now on this particular night Michael takes PCP okay it's a drug um it's called angel dust as well yeah. now this drug is a hallucinogenic drug okay it has this tendency of uh, making you hallucinate things experience extreme amounts of joy euphoric joy but it also makes you massive uh, crash yeah and it also kind of like it does this thing where it detaches you from reality and it detaches you from yourself so and the other thing about this drug is that it's an anesthetic so you don't feel um pain now what happens is that michael's taken a lot of pcp and he's at a woman's house <clears throat> now at this woman's house he after taking pcp he starts 
taking off his clothes okay and the woman gets very alarmed because he's taken off his clothes and now he's also talking in gibberish like he's talking nonsense okay so she's alarmed by this behavior and she immediately goes to a neighbor and she calls the neighbor for help the neighbor is able to um just fend off michael and tell him to and tells him to go home back off now right so michael is sent home now when michael gets home his night doesn't end he takes even more pcp okay at this point he is hallucinating wildly okay and he's completely detached from like he can't register that his body belongs to him okay now in this frenzy okay here's what he does he breaks a a glass and he takes this glass shard okay and for some mysterious reason he sits down in a leather chair and he starts peeling off his own face okay he slices off his nose he starts ripping the skin off his face okay and he takes these chunks down to the basement where he's kept his dogs and he feeds the dogs his face including an eyeball that he has pierced out of his skull right now not just that he lays down in this basement and all of this was reconstructed <coughs> because the cops were able to see the trail of blood and the pools of blood where he lay right so he lays in the basement for some time and eventually something starts registering in him that he's coming back to reality and he realizes he needs to call for help so he calls emergency medical services and they arrive and they take him to the hospital and he's in a bad shape the hospital are so unnerved seeing this because from the neck down he's a normal human being from the neck up he's just a a red bloodied skull so they're so horrified by this that they immediately call the cops the cops rush to the hospital they see him and the cops are putting you know gauze on this man's face trying to save as much as they can and the the cops ask him what happened and he is able to say first he says the dogs did it and eventually he says it's someone told me to peel off my face and after that he says the last thing he says that suddenly out of the blue he says i did it to myself as an offering to big bird no one knows what this is no one knows who he's referring to it's probably something he hallucinated now the cops are called in they you know they uh, retrace his steps and they reconstruct this night and they're able to piece a lot of it together and finally they head back to the hospital and they take photographs everything now there is wire gauze all over this man's face but the cops instruct the uh, the medical team to just let his mouth be open because they want to question him and a cop goes near his ear and he says can you tell us anything more there's a little bit of silence and then he just starts shouting ay 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 his jaw is just moving up and down like a mechanical box right so at the end what they realized was that the pcp had made him do all of this but it had also permanently damaged his brain 
so he never came back from that he was made a ward of the state and he's kept um, away from everybody else because also they had to uh, they had to do a lot of reconstructive surgery to piece whatever they could back of his face this is a real case now the writer of this book he wrote to thomas harris saying that hey i saw your book and your movie and um i just want to say that this is a real case taken from this handbook this is not to say that i'm taking you to court but could you just mention this book in in your uh, uh, bibliography uh, in your sort of like further reading and thomas harris said absolutely i will mention this book because it was a story taken exactly from here and that's the story of michael wow a man who fed his face to his dogs moral of the story don't do pcp Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Fucking hell. Baba, you're on mute. Sorry. Moral of the story is don't cut your own face. First. Yeah, but if you if <laughs> if he hadn't done PCP, he wouldn't be doing yeah. it, na. He wouldn't be in a state idea. to. Yeah. Kautuk, why you had to take a body horror? I was okay, you know, with most of it till you did that. I, 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 bastard. But it's full, all full. Mood. It's all true. Mood, mood. Me, kya? Kautuk me. Ab wo light ke saath to aur. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So for some reason, I found a monkey. Monkey. No, 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 no. I'm cutting this. That has to be shared. But that's good, na. Uh, uh, Baba, it'll like, yeah. it'll it'll help you digest it. Like, yeah, like a aperitif. Bol. It's a horror fact. Okay. That's the problem. No, it's not a fact. It's not a fact. It's actually a very famous. Uh, so uh, this story is uh, about Mr. White. It begins with Mr. White sitting. and playing chess with his son and uh, uh this is uh, in like 1902 types like really old uh and the, his friend the sergeant general comes in and says that he's been going to multiple trips to india and he's got a monkey's paw mm-hmm. and the monkey paw grants three men three wishes mm-hmm. now the sergeant has used up all of his wishes and another man who found it with him or was given the monkey paw has died and he gets angry and throws it into the fireplace but mr white goes and picks it up mr white is like no i'm going to save this the sergeant general wants him but he's like no 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 it's all bullshit and then the <laughs> father son and the wife mrs white mr white and the son Sit down and they are making fun of it. Like let's ask for something small. So they say, "Two hundred pound GM book." So two hundred Great British pounds. Mangte and they log subeh sone chale jate. Sorry, raat ko sone jate and subeh uthte kuch nahi. Paisa nahi aaya ghar pe. So they are like, "This is all bullshit." The son goes to work. Uh, Mr. White goes through his daily activities and then after a while they get a call that the son has died in the factory that he used to work and the company is going to. Give compensation of two hundred pounds. The sergeant general meets them at the funeral and says that there was a fakir who gave him this monkey paw, and he said that no matter what fate catches up to you, you cannot cheat fate. Please don't do any more. And the father is like, yeah, 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 I will get rid of it. I will destroy it. But Mrs. White is beside herself. She keeps crying. She says, Please, please, you have two more wishes. Ask for our son back. Ask, ask for our son back. and the father despite everything says yaar ha theek hai i'll wish for him back 
So he holds the paw and wishes for his son back. And they go to sleep. After about uh, an hour or something, there is a knock on the door. And he realizes, oh yeah, the cemetery is about two miles away. It must have taken a little while for the son to walk. It must have taken about that much time to walk and come here. And the knocking keeps getting louder. And the father is scared about this. He's like, this is not going to be good. And the wife is rushing down and he's fighting his wife from opening the door. And the knocking is still getting louder and louder and louder. And the wife, before she opens that last latch of the door, Mr. White makes his last wish. She opens the door and there's nothing there. Just the street light. His last wish was for his son to go away. Man, I love these, um, you know, those uh, genie gives three wishes. Wale. Because the moral yeah. of the story is always kuch paane ke liye kuch khona hai. Like that's the moral of the story. Yeah. Always. This is a horror short story by W.W. W. Jacobs uh, published yeah. in uh, 19, uh, 1902. And it's been made into... It's called The Monkey's Paw, no? Yeah, The Monkey's Paw. 1933-2013, it was made into another movie. Uh, it's called Monkey's Paw. The movie also is called Monkey's Paw. Yeah, The Monkey's Paw. 1948-1923. It's been made into multiple movies. Later, they made it into a whiskey also. <laughs> ah, oh, oh, that's yeah. the monkey oh, shoulder. Monkey shoulder. That shoulder. <laughs> Every part but of the monkey after is After they sacrificed there. 47, it became Monkey 47. Wow. <laughs> 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 For somebody who doesn't drink, you get the alcohol brand. I am surprised you didn't say Budweiser. On that note. On that note, that's the end of this episode of the Internet Set. So we were uh, telling ghost stories uh, after almost like weeks of you guys asking for it. So uh, hope the new year began well for you and hope uh, you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to like, share and subscribe. Uh, Please hit the bell icon so you know when the episode has gone up. And uh, yeah, happy new year once again, 2023. Thank you for being with us all through 2022 and uh, many, many more years together. And uh, yeah, guys, anything else you want to say? Anything you want to promote on today, which is 20th December about what will happen on 3rd of Jan? Yeah, just make your resolutions in May because Jan wale chalte nahi. Chalte nahi. Make your resolutions (laughs) definitely. Or gym jau. Yeah, go to the gym is very important, guys. Always go to the gym. Chal sahi hai. Baba, jate wagi bolde kuch ghost fact? Kuch hai de paas? Ghost fact. Ghost fact ye hai ki tu aaj sone jayega aur tere room mein koi hone wala hai. Ghost fact ye hai ki jo maine screen pe dekha tha, wo ab nahi hai. Well done, Baba. But other ki beach actually a shadow lag Yeah, no. It's this and that looks like a bigger other with more hair coming. Uh, also, okay, guys. I can't tell you my one, one of my things has stopped working and it's making weird sounds right uh, now. Just listen, what, rando weird sounds. I'm just whispering so Baba doesn't hear it, but we'll just call him randomly at some point in the night. Okay. Yes. 
at a time he won't like we won't tell him exactly when but some point tell him ki badve at a time pe karke video bhej airplane mode oh. bye अरे थॉट्स के एयरप्लेन मोड नहीं होते बाबा थॉट्स में तो हम आएंगे तो अगर एयरप्लेन मोड पे डाला और फिर भी रिंग हुआ तो 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 गार्ड वाईफाई चेक करेगा अपने साइंटिफिक एक्सप्लेनेशन ये चीज के लिए बाबा लेकिन वॉट यू कॉन्ट एक्सप्लेन यू कॉन्ट एक्सप्लेन चेक ऑन द एडिट बाबा Guys, please let me know me. if like uh, uh, people watching the podcast. Let me know if my behind was actually there. Yeah, and okay. please put timestamp so that we also. Yeah, please put timestamp if there was something behind me. Okay. On that note, goodbye. <laughs>